What's up? My name is Wes, and you're listening to the Ear Coffee Podcast. Today's episode, I chatted with three-piece shoegaze band Breathe and Repeat. Over the summer of 2020, they put together the pieces for their debut EP, Cuts and Bruises, which they released at the beginning of 2021. We talked about the band's influences, the strange journey they've taken during our plague year, the EP, and a whole lot more. Without further ado, here's my interview with Josiah, Aaron, and Kyle of Breathe and Repeat on the Ear Coffee Podcast. How are you three doing tonight? Good. I'm doing great. I'm going to correct you there. We're actually are you in Saint Paul? Minneapolis posers. Um. We, uh, <laughs> we're like the people that say they live in Chicago, but they really live like 20 minutes outside of uh, Chicago. Are you like Burnsville so, kids or something? Or like We're, we're like in Wisconsin. <laughs> oh, we're like yeah, like, well, like, like Hudson, kind of. Yeah, exactly. Major oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, I'm from Blaine, but they're from, shout, shout yeah, out Blaine. I'm from yeah. Owatonna. Oh, shout so out Owatonna! I have friends from both those places, not, which is no, not hard. <laughs> I mean, you guys had a pretty good race war a few years ago, from what I've heard, at the high school. Um, <laughs> we don't need to dive into that. Um, yep. <laughs> That actually, uh, before we even get into that, is interesting because initially when I heard about your music, it was like the band camp and everything said you were actually a Wisconsin band. And mm-hmm. was that was that something like you, you actually like moved closer or you just kind of were like for, we're playing shows in the cities, we're just making the drive out? Was that yeah. kind of what that was? We all met at the school here in river falls so okay we all went to the went to the college there um but i mean as far as like going to shows and stuff like i don't know any place to go to shows in my area other than like minneapolis like st paul area was like definitely is definitely like the the music scene that we partake in and so Mm -hmm. it felt like more right to try to market ourselves there than to like be four hours away in madison just because we're in a different the same state as it yeah. yeah so yeah and i think so yeah that that was kind of the but it's, it's hard to like illustrate that to people sometimes like well we're kind of from around here but like not you, really you have a little know. bit of a commute so to speak right mm-hmm. um i used to be like super self-conscious about it but now i'm just like <laughs> now i'm just like hey whatever man like i we're all we're, we're all trying just trying to, to vibe like right <laughs> all so. right well thank you that that actually answers a question that i did not have written down so i'm that was just i was just genuinely curious about that um but before we actually continue on in a more formal sense let's get some introductions out of the way um why don't we start with you josiah and kind of just go in an order befitting of whatever okay. you guys feel just shit like what's your name what's your role in the band <laughs> And we'll take it from there because people want to know cool. whose voices they're hearing. Yeah. Um, my name's Josiah. I use he, him pronouns. And I play guitar and I sing in the band. And I do a majority of the songwriting. Okay. <laughs> um, my name is Erin. I use she, her pronouns. Um, I play bass in the band and sing like minuscule harmonies sometimes um yeah that's that's pretty much it um i'm kyle i use he him pronouns and i play the drums rock on solid um so i like to start interviews pretty much in the same way at least as like as far as questioning goes because pretty much anybody that has a really serious connection with music really has a lot of like love with it uh, love uh, um for it had some sort of moment or at least like a period in their lives or an experience when they were growing up where they really it first clicked i guess where they like they heard like the beatles for the first time is kind of like the stereotypical like classic rock dad um like the dad plays the beatles and the kid's like whoa holy crap um so i'm curious what were those experiences for each of you like what was the moment where like you heard a song or went to, or hadn't just had a musical experience when you were growing up that really kind of shifted your brain where you're like i love music this is something i want to be a part of my life beyond just kind of listening to the radio and kind of the you hear songs inside target and like crap like that 
Any order's cool. Do you want to go first? Uh, I'll go first. I already have mine. Um, mine was when I was 15, and my dad showed me uh, the band Bush from the 90s, which were like, which were like Nirvana, basically ripoff. And I was like floored because I had never heard like anything that cool. And then he showed me like Pearl Jam and some other stuff while we were in the car and I was like, oh, holy crap. Like, this is, this is like who I am now. And then, so I listened to like 90s butt rock for a while, but, but it's still like, I feel like it got me on the right path. So. Yeah. We, we love some good butt rock every once in a while. <laughs> um, I guess for me, I was gifted a bass guitar from my uncle. Um, and I was like, man, should I even like do this? Like, I don't really know anything about music. He told me like the very basics and I just like picked it up and started playing around with songs that I knew and looking up tabs and I really enjoyed it. So I was like, maybe I'll like stick with this. And then (laughs) I ended up playing in like a worship band for a while when I was in high school and that lead worship person or whatever, like, put me on to Pearl Jam as well. So then I was like, oh, yeah, this is awesome. So then I kind of, like, broke into that. So, yeah. We, we love a good worship band background. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so for me, uh, I grew up, like, always loving music, like, especially rock. Um, and then when I was 10, I started taking guitar lessons and I was like super obsessed with Paramore and like yeah. Linkin Park. And so like that's the kind of stuff that I was like learning. And then in middle school and high school, I was a percussionist like in band class. Yo. And that's kind of where like the drums started for me. Like I've never took actual drum lessons, but the stuff I did learn in band class like carried over. And yeah. Yeah. I'm a little disappointed to hear that there's no Pearl Jam involved, given that's already become a free line. <laughs> but, you know, we can't force it. Pearl Jam comes to those who who, who least expect it. Um, so you already kind of mentioned this, um, that the three of you at least kind of like came together in, in a musical sense in River Falls. So just talk a little bit about how the band actually formed, how you kind of met each other, started to write songs and, you know, start gigging when that was a thing and now releasing an ep about two mm-hmm. years i think into the band's lifespan for lack of a better word like it's been about two years since yeah, the band formed like a year and some months i don't know mm-hmm. where we're at in that but yeah something like that um i met kyle in like a basically a music appreciation class <laughs> and he was wearing a heart to gold shirt and I was nice. like, I was like, oh my god, I've never heard of another person that's listened to Heart to Gold because like, I didn't start going to shows and stuff till I was in college, and so I was like relatively new to all that kind of thing. And I don't know, I was just like, thought Kyle was like super cool. It was like, <laughs> I gotta like, I gotta be friends with that dude. So we hit it off like right away because we, I don't know, we just had really similar music taste. So that's when that happened. And I knew Aaron from, we had music theory class together, I think. Yeah. Right. That was the yeah. freshman year music theory one together. And, but we didn't really talk or know each other until second year when I was like looking to start a, a yeah. band. Um, and I was like looking for bass players. And I had a friend that was like, oh, Aaron plays bass. You should like Snapchat her. And so I like asked her. <laughs> yeah. They were like, "Here's your snap." And I was like, "Really? I gotta do this over Snapchat?" <laughs> so then I I sent her some demos, and Kyle and I were like really close already at that point. So I knew he was like ride or die. And Heck yeah. <laughs> we started a band. I guess that was yeah. the that That's, was the deal. Yeah. So I'm curious, Josiah, what actually made you want to? kind of take that step and actually start a band and was it kind of like that like you're bonding with kyle over heart to gold and other bands or was it 
Like what kind of was in your mind when you're thinking, I want, like maybe you, did you have some songs written already and you're like, I need people to help me play these and turn these into like music instead of just like lyrics mm-hmm. on the page. Um, yeah. Just talk a little bit about that. Yeah. Um, so Kyle and I had had another band that didn't really work out. Um, but it was a good learning experience and we both really bonded over the fact that we felt like the world needed to, I don't know, it sounds like kind of entitled, but like the world needs to hear, you know, like the message that we had to communicate, I think was a, was yeah. a, at least personally for me. And I think it, it that's a, something that Kyle and I really related to. Now mm. I don't feel like that's as much of a priority, but definitely I had wanted to be in a band since I was like, 16 and was like writing songs and i had like no connections and nothing and i was just like really hopeful that if i went to school for music i would find people that were like committed to it i think my motivations have changed a lot now since i was like 16 obviously (laughs) about why i make music but i don't know it just makes me feel good and i think it's fun i think it's (laughs) important um like yeah i guess that's kind of the gist of it and so kyle and i were just very both he and i were just very committed to like we don't really like doing anything else there's not like something else that's more that we're more passionate about we don't want like careers necessarily or anything Mm -hmm. like that i i feel like that was kind of what bonded us in the first place and i probably wouldn't have started any sort of band without Kyle's involvement in the early steps because he was really encouraging and very committed. So same here yeah. for me. <laughs> yeah, uh, are all three of you music majors then, or like studying like some form of music performance or like general music <laughs> or like where where are we at with that? Mine's um, actually a music minor. I'm a psychology yeah. major. But oh, respect. Yeah, from one music minor to another, respect. Heck yeah. <laughs> I dropped out after my third semester. Nice. <laughs> I also just dropped out. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. It's okay. College is a scam. <laughs> Money isn't real. Time isn't real. No. We're all we're just here to make music you and don't vibe. Have to go to college. Well, I don't know. For some stuff you do, but to get to get a shiny yeah, piece of paper that costs like thirty thousand dollars, you do yeah. need to go to college. Exactly. And sometimes you don't even get it. Um, <laughs> so, um, once the band got together, you've, you and Kyle had already been working together. You could somehow convince Aaron via Snapchat to join the band. Um, <laughs> I think that's like the real, like, like the underdog story here. Like the, the Snapchat right. worked out. Um, <laughs> did you ju- uh, want to jump right into playing shows or was it, were you kind of thinking that you wanted to take some time to kind of like like see how the band felt together as a unit start actually like putting mm-hmm. music to the lyrics instead of just kind of like rushing out and be like we gotta start playing shows because i know some bands just do it differently and um yeah what well, was kind of like that those early months i guess or even like however long you were really getting the band rolling before recording and releasing anything a few months like several months into the band's life i think we i just wanted to make sure that we were like good before we started playing live shows like not even like good as in like technicality or like technical ability or or even song quality but i just wanted to make sure that we sounded okay like that we were all together that was like my main goal so it took us about a month to have like five or six songs and then we played we played our first show about a month after we started playing Mm -hmm. together um and yeah, I don't know. I think I was before shows went away, I was really motivated to play and it seemed to work out well. I think there was a good response from the people that we played to. I don't know. I think Yeah. As someone I, who saw back, a show, I, I, I can vouch for that. <laughs> <laughs> looking back, I think I I did push things harder in the direction of playing live than I did. I wish we would have spent more time writing, but I guess things work out because now we have all the time in the world to <laughs> do that nothing but write. So so it, it all evened out in the wash. But definitely, like, I don't know. 
I I talk to people and they're like, oh, I just want to play like shows so bad. And people, I have talked to quite a few people that have never had an experience in a band. It's like, yeah, well, playing shows is fine, but if if you don't have like good music to bring to a show, nobody's really gonna care. Like <laughs> they're just they don't want to hear that unless it's yeah. if, unless you're putting your best effort into it. You know, like yeah. it doesn't have to be like it's not about how good you are. It's just like just do the best you can. Like don't rush it mm-hmm. because you want to play your friend's basement show next yeah. weekend. Like you don't you don't yeah. want to be the token sig band. Where everyone just right. goes out and smokes a cigarette, and you're like, "Oh, there's like three people here now. Cool." Um, so, uh, were the songs you worked out in that that first month, and maybe even ended up on the EP or the single you released last year, "Dizzy," were those songs you had already written before the band had really, at least, "Breathe and Repeat" had started, Josiah, or were those ones that you kind of? fleshed out and like really they more came to life and you kind of finished them or finalized them once you had Kyle and Aaron's input I think only one of the songs on the EP was written before the band started Um, Mm. I don't know writing for a three piece was a a challenge for me at first like just making that work only having one guitar player so I think yeah I had only the one song I wrote the summer before we started the band was Cuts and Bruises. I wrote that song. Um, but we were just talking about this the other day. We had a lot of songs that we just like stopped playing live over the course of like a few months. Like mm-hmm. that we just felt like didn't line up with the sound that we were trying to to go for. And I think Yeah, I definitely the 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 better songs and the songs that I appreciate more that we have out are the ones that were written after we started playing together because I felt like we all started to understand what the needs were of the songs versus like yeah. writing a song and being like, and then the drums will go like this and then, and, and then writing it down and not playing it for three months, you know, Yeah. versus kind of like writing something and being inconsistent practice and communication with each other seems to work a lot better. For my writing style, I don't know. Yeah. So, like, would you, would you say that you just would like w- those initial songs? You were kind of sketching everything out, but then where the band is, if I can say this, like where the band is at now is like you maybe like have like lyrics and like some like a guitar melody, and then you kind of bring that to the band, and then through like you said, consistent practice, it kind of enlivens from there and becomes like an actual breathe and repeat song versus just some words and riff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. We like jam it out a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Work yeah. out the kinks. <laughs> That's what you got to do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the band's first released and recorded single was Dizzy, which um, did not end up on the EP. Was that something that you guys were just kind of thinking like, okay, we're playing shows pretty frequently. We want to have at least something out. And like just have like a song we feel pretty good about that we can record and just have it be out there so maybe people can check us out before just showing up in a basement or was it like i guess well if that wasn't the motivation behind at least releasing just a single what was kind of going through the what was the creative process and like the thought process for releasing dizzy and just putting it out in uh early february of last year just before the end times and such <laughs> I think we, for one, we did want to just have something out in general to send to like, I don't know, I don't really know how to book shows. And so I thought it would just be useful. Like if we could at least send it to venues or like promoters or whatever, we would at least let them know that like, like Instagram accounts yeah, for like houses. We can play in time. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, I think I sent our music to like the high watt house and stuff like, check us out, dudes. Like, <laughs> like but also, we were really desperate to like get into recording, and because I don't know, I for me it had been a passion for so long, and I was like, okay, well, I don't think we're gonna like master four or five songs here very quickly, and I don't think we're ready to like define ourselves with an EP. But I was like, this song, we all kind of had like a feeling about the song, the track, while we were playing it at practice, and just felt like it was very much a 
a good song that would describe our sound as a band. Mm -hmm. And we were just like, this song is very representative, I guess, of the direction that we want to go of kind of like post hardcore with some shoegaze elements. And I, I just feel like that song is probably still my favorite song of ours. Mm. And I, I was just like desperate to get it out into the world. I don't know about why I think, these guys just wanted to go to the studio because it's fun, but <laughs> <laughs> which is that's valid. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I'm curious, what? Why did you just kind of want to have that release stand on its own and have cuts and bruises kind of speak for itself and be a whole new entity instead of? Since cuts and bruises is already just a sh- an easy breezy four songs, um, mm-hmm. was there ever a consideration of just like having? Dizzy Beyond there, just because, like, oh, it's already done. We can pretty much just, like, it sounds pretty much in that wheelhouse, at least. It wouldn't be, like, a total outlier. Um, or, like, yeah, what was kind of the decision-making for that? We never talked about having cut or Dizzy on Cuts and Bruises. I considered it, but I didn't... I don't know. It was... So I think of the songs on cuts and bruises we recorded them all in one day um word at a friend's house at caleb my friend caleb's house and i don't know i just really felt like those songs no matter what would just sound better like as a thing on their own Mm -hmm. because you know i mean we recorded them in one day and we had been through a lot as a band and i was like I think it'll be a better representation of us if they're just the four songs on their own. And also, I don't like when bands release a single and then put it on an upcoming EP or like because then when I listen to the EP, it like I don't know, mentally it does something to me where it's just like that should not be on there. You already put it out. Like why do you need two of the same song out? I don't know. I'm I'm not judging. Are you are you just like coming out with like anti-singles? Like you just hate singles <laughs> on principle or something, which is interesting take. Like, but are, are you more? Is it more because like the song came out almost a year before? Cuts and yeah, were, that's like, that's like a more of a gap than like your average. Like, hey, here's our single EP's out in a month. <laughs> it's like, hey, here's a single EP's out in eleven months. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty much that. what it was. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that I didn't that, want to give that impression that we were like. <laughs> planning some sort of like master plan big yeah. brain chess moves like <laughs> <laughs> or, or even just like so like desperate to like like oh we only have four songs we we can't oh and you just like feel like obligated to put it on um right. because you're like it has to be longer um so yeah i know I, re- I respect that that's that's tight oh my phone locked uh, um you mentioned this a little bit before that cuts and bruises was the only song on the ep that was written not even like pre like pandemic pre 2020 but like written pre breathe and repeat <coughs> excuse me um so how did you feel that that song fit in with the other songs that were written in uh, such a different like workspace where like you're actually were functioning as a band and like the three of you were mm-hmm. a lot more in sync and even just like writing something like writing lyrics and melodies like so much longer i guess at such a longer time after when that one was first written so like how did you kind of conceptualize that and was that a song you just kind of were hanging on to and waiting for the time when you could bring it out i guess bring it to the band um just talk a little bit about how you were putting these songs together and ended up with the four that are on cuts and bruises that are available <laughs> right now <laughs> yeah i don't know maybe you guys don't feel like this is accurate but I feel like by the time we were actually like ready to go and record, we had like cut a bunch of songs off of our set and kind of those four songs were the last one, last ones that I felt like were still representative of us as a band. Cause we had some weird songs that were like <laughs> indie rock, like, and not just like indie rock, like generically, like indie rock, like, weird like mac demarco inspired like <laughs> like uh like like weird stuff with like yeah. it just it, it didn't fit <laughs> and so those were like the songs that i felt like were were heavy enough yeah and i i i actually did have to do some rewrites 
and like rework some guitar parts and do some stuff to cuts and bruises because it used to be a lot more like chill and yeah i think i i took that song because i felt like it still fit it just needed like a little bit of of tweaking and mm-hmm. we tweaked it and i i think we all were really happy with it i don't know if it's yeah. it's my least favorite song on the ep just because it is so old but kyle says he likes it so <laughs> <laughs> i it's love it stamp of approval <laughs> um yeah so with those three songs like i guess i should I, i'm gonna ask about you have the little dedication at least on the band camp where it was like dedicated to those lost in 2020 mm-hmm. was that like I, I don't think you were like anyone would be making that kind of dedication like in light or like in jest i i wouldn't right. think that of like 99 percent of people i would talk to but like what inspired that at least including that on the band camp and like it's a pretty minimal part but like it stands out as a mm-hmm. very like kind of a very s- serious statement um and was that something you were thinking of and just kind of conscious of when you were even writing the songs and recording was that something where you're like all this kind of loss and obviously the lyrics are very emotional and the music is mm-hmm. very emotional but like i guess what was the intentionality behind that was it something you didn't decide to add until like the last minute or how long was that kind of memorialization part of your part of the process for the ep yeah it was just something at the very end um towards the end of last year um you know some of us in the band had had some experienced i think most of us all of us had experienced lost in some loss in some form that year from in varying severity um and i and then just like globally you know the tragedy that is the pandemic i felt like i don't know i just like uploaded it to Bandcamp, and i was like yeah you know what like screw it i just want this to be like an ep that you can tell was like released in 2020 like i or think it's like written just, and recorded in right written and recorded in 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 2020 i think it, it fit the, the time and yeah i just think you know the two other members don't have to get into detail about the hardships that they faced this year. But personally, I went through some really hard times in the beginning of the year and in the summer. And it was like definitely the hardest year for me of my life so far. And I just felt like same here. (laughs) the fact that we, we overcame Mm -hmm. all Mm -hmm. that stuff and that I overcame that was like important to me. And I wanted to, to like recognize that I think it was important to me. So that's, Mm -hmm. that was my, my thinking behind it i don't know i didn't even i, don't, I didn't tell either yeah. of these two that i did that but <laughs> yeah i figured um, they'd be chill with it <laughs> yeah no i i mean even if like the music wasn't as like emotionally forthright and kind of potentially devastating depending on like when you're listening to it or who's listening to it i feel like that's a pretty adequate like thing to add to any like kind of <laughs> serious like 2020 ep or album or anything like that um what was the day of recording like where the song is all pretty much like finished and fleshed out and it was just kind of like we're just hitting the record button now and uh, have caleb there or what was that like kind of finalizing and making sure everybody was on the same page before going and recording everything and um just kind of keep it like making really finalizing the songs in a way that would be heard on like available now (laughs) versus like when you're playing live, you can kind of like play with it and stuff. Like what was that recording like? What was it like leading up to that day of recording? Um, yeah, just all three of you feel free to share a little bit about that. <laughs> well, <laughs> didn't we kind of like throw sorrow in like kind of at the last minute? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I think the last, like a, a yeah. couple of weeks before recording, I no, like, I think it was like even the day of because I remember yeah. so I had to work that day so I was at work for like half the day while they recorded oh, no. drums and scratch guitar and then like I remember getting to Caleb's house and I think Kyle was like yeah we're recording Sorrow now and I was like oh okay I knew they could do it yeah <laughs> we pulled it together yeah yeah um yeah, they were they were all done. I mean, there was some stuff like we played around with some pretty minute 
like nuances i guess you could say like guitar little guitar parts were altered maybe the day of or i'd be like oh let me try like going up on the melody here then down but like everything was like written where i felt like if we were all just told to like go in a studio blind we could have like recorded those songs together yeah. like as a unit mm-hmm. like live um, even yeah yeah like, like live tracked it yeah yeah, yeah. So, yeah, but recording was super fun. I liked it. It was, I don't know. It was, like, the most exhausting day of my life, though. I got home and just, like, felt like I had just taken the biggest poop ever. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like, emotionally, just to finally get those songs off my chest. And, like, we had been trying to record with Caleb. Like, we had, we were, like, going to record, like, spring of 2020, and then obviously that all went out the window. And they, it just, like, went through reschedule after reschedule, and it was finally, like, time to do it. And, yeah, I was I was really happy with how we did it. I'm going to try to, we're going to try to record an album someday in, in one day. I'm going to, we're going to do 10 songs one day. In a day. Yeah. Oh, in a day. No, I, don't, that, I, don't, I mean, that's, that's cost effective, but, like, damn. Yeah. <laughs> I think I would die. <laughs> yeah, like that's that's a feat of endurance that like rivals a marathon or something like that <laughs> even if like you're just kind of like sitting and waiting for the other band members to do their part that's still pretty exhausting you're like oh it's happening <laughs> um to my ears it feels like a lot of now kind of after having heard the ep even dizzy but like especially cuts and bruises it feels like the band or even like maybe just you josiah is kind of like the principal songwriter um, are leaning into the influences just like like that post hardcore post hardcore excuse me shoegaze kind of sound that was really definitive in like the early 2010s that kind that kind of period was that something mm-hmm. you were aware of when you were like putting these songs together even just before bringing them to the band like okay I'm taking inspiration from these artists that I love and kind of transmuting them into my own songs was that something where you just kind of like, oh, damn, this kind of sounds like Title Fight um, in the end? <laughs> like, what was that like? Or even just uh, Aaron and Kyle, what was it, how did you kind of handle that once Josiah brought the songs? Like, was there any communication? Like, we want to sound like this a little bit. Or what was that like? Well, we all, like, are really, really obsessed with Title Fight. <laughs> yeah. Or we were at one point. So I think we all have, like, this common interest to mm-hmm. want to like bring those elements into the mix it, it would have been pearl jam if not for you kyle <laughs> <laughs> pearl jam's all right but <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i don't know that's the struggle is like how to use the influences that you have without completely biting their sound yeah. and like mm-hmm. yeah so i don't know i felt like I was pretty happy with the fact like I do I don't feel like we're just taking influence from any one band and I feel like we all have our own like kind of unique subset of listening interests so definitely it is something I think about though like and I thought about a lot of like okay how do I freaking songs and not just be like another band you know that gets lost in the mix of like post hardcore 2010s emo music you know yeah and i don't know i think that kind of just takes time and i don't think we've been a band long enough to get to the point where i want to be at because we've only been a band for like you know a year and some months so i am still proud of that ep or Mm -hmm. of the ep i mean we just put it out like I wouldn't have put it out if I wasn't proud of it, but my, my eyes are on the horizon as far Mm -hmm. as like sonic influences and stuff. And I'm, I'm excited to, to keep writing and to keep progressing our sound past just like, Oh yeah, that sounds like something nostalgic into something that sounds like new and fresh. Mm -hmm. I think. While still kind of retaining those roots. even Right. Um, Mm -hmm. yeah, I don't know if anyone else had anything to say. I don't want to interrupt. (laughs) Um, but um, no. Tell okay. them what you love. Title fight. 
I think we. Yeah, Aaron and I are engaged only because of title fight. That's, yeah, that's it. That's our sole founding of our relationship. I, I can't tell if that's like half a joke or like half serious. <laughs> like, but hey, no judgment here. Title fights, title, they rock. They're never coming back, but they rock. Um, sorry, that might have been hurtful. I'll take that back. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, I think I agree with that assessment. Just kind of as an external listener, like. It's a snapshot of where the band is and has been at the moment. And I feel like that's pretty standard for a first EP where you're really just kind of working it out and beginning to get to the stuff where you're like functioning as a band. You're like, oh, that sounds like Breathe and Repeat versus like, that sounds like Breathe and Repeat is influenced by this and so on. So like, <laughs> hell yeah to that. Um, what led you to even want to put the ep out was it just kind of kind of have something to put to put out like you'd recorded these songs you're like we're going to put them out eventually versus even just kind of working as a band to work towards an album eventually or like what was kind of the thought process because it's so much it's so it's changed so much um because before it was like we're putting out an ep because we have like a weekend tour coming up or like we're playing Mm -hmm. shows and we want stuff like that and in with like without that happening it's i guess like there's not no reason to put out music that's not what i'm trying to say i hope we realize that <laughs> um but it's it, the motivation is always is, is a lot different a lot more varied so i'm curious like what was what was kind of your why did you want to put the ep out besides just it, it could just be like we have these cool songs and we want people to hear them like that's as good a reason as any but um i'm just curious what where you guys are at with that and even like where you're at now a month later because it has been almost a month or a little over a month yeah i think we all just wanted to get them like out of our system like because we had been playing them for so long and i have oh we have a lot more new material that we're trying to go over and learn it's like creatively i think we just needed to, you know, I I felt like I needed to just get them off my chest. And it yeah. came to the point where, like, by the time they were all mixed and done, I was just like, I mean, I don't know if you've looked at the album cover, but it's not exactly like modern art masterpiece. <laughs> <laughs> it's a picture I took in high school and I put a bunch of filters over it. Th- that's like, like, I was just like, that's DIY, baby. That's how we do it. <laughs> <laughs> now it's a TikTok trend, which I'm a little pissed off about. Oh. Like, like, everybody's like, look at the album covers I can make with my camera roll. It's like, I've been doing that for like the past eight years. But You're, you're revolutionary. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I just remember being like, I just need to like get these songs out because they, they're representative of who we are at the time. And I felt like people would would enjoy them i don't know you know like people we don't have like that many people that listen to us but i knew that even like my freaking dad wanted to hear it was like <laughs> i want that like i want to hear that i want to be able to listen to that on my way to work son you yeah. have to put on an ep <laughs> <laughs> right? so like i don't know i just kind of like you know it it may as well be out i you know we took all this time learning these songs and I didn't really want that to be like a casualty of the pandemic. And it was mm. just like, you know, I just want to get these out. I want we, we're going to do our thing in the best way that we can, regardless of the you know condition of the world at the time. Yeah. So, yeah, maybe that's not how you guys felt about it, but that that was me. <laughs> no, yeah, that was no, yeah. Much about about me. sums yeah. it up. Um, how did you get connected with? Caleb for um like mixing and engineering both Dizzy and the EP um cuz I I know him from like Mr. West and like his other like mm-hmm. bands and stuff like that so I'm curious like how did you get that connection um and what was it like what was that day like recording other than extremely fun and extremely exhausting as you've <laughs> alluded to so far Yeah um I met Caleb at Guitar Center in Oakdale Yeah like 2 years ago <laughs> Wait do, do you work at Guitar friend- Center too no but i was like i just go in there all the time and me and my friend are like playing guitars and i i had seen mr west play before and i was like don't you you play mr west i know you i've no i've seen you around 
and we just like got to talking and he was like yeah come over like we'll record and then i never took him up on it until like a year <laughs> later and i like dm'd him on instagram and was like yo dude like we're actually like ready to record now <laughs> like um i have a real band and so like we're we're good to go and we just really enjoy working with him it's just super laid back and he's very accommodating of like my pickiness and <laughs> definitely like understands the vision that I've that's just he, he understands the vision that I have for a, like the songs we create and is willing to like go the extra mile and and even sometimes adds in his own little like nuances mm -hmm. and stuff to our songs that I wouldn't have never thought of like in post-production and just I've really enjoyed that process with him I feel like even though it, it, we don't necessarily have the very similar music tastes he's he's very understanding of like the stuff that we're we're trying to do and i think it so far each time we've worked with him has been like very gratifying and had a lot of i feel like we've i don't know he, he just brings stuff out in our songs that i really appreciate and I, yeah. to me that's like priceless in, in somebody who makes or helps you make your music if they can do that that's like pff, the best justice yeah <laughs> yeah um i don't know how you guys felt about it if that sums it up no i agree <laughs> <laughs> we're just gonna do like uh like a super cut of just ag everybody agreeing with josiah by the end <laughs> um and that's all that's all that being a lead singer in a band is finding people that agree with you like, yeah it, you're, you've got a bunch of sick offense in the band this <laughs> yeah so you're gonna play this yes okay <laughs> um so i uh i'm curious what is each of your favorite or like proudest moment on the ep and it doesn't have to be like here's my favorite drum part or like it doesn't have to be your own like something you contributed but just like what is your favorite moment or i guess like th thing <laughs> for lack of a better word on the ep listening to it now that it's out or even just like once it was finished like what was what's the part that makes your heart sing every single time you hear it mm -hmm. for me it's like definitely that last little part of tore me to pieces where we're just jamming and then there's like the little part of rest like those whatever five times that we do it like always like i will always jam out to that <laughs> I was kind of thinking of the same thing or like the <laughs> chorus of Tormita pieces because it's very like syncopated and like it like took a while to like get that like tight you know and yeah. I don't know we just have a lot of fun playing that one too. I would say probably just the I don't know I like all of it because I made it, so... Um, that valid. I, I think... I don't know. I, I just really like the drumming on Sorrow. Is like, really fits well with that song. And that was the last song that I wrote right before the pandemic. So, like, it was really, I feel like, the most advanced song we had at the time. Just, like, I just think that the way that Kyle played to that song really like made it because there was I we you guys loved it always not to like say you guys love my music or anything or love the music <laughs> that I bring to the band you love it right <laughs> you, you guys yeah. you guys were always like we should play that song we should play that song and there was a point where like I almost was like cut that song from everything it was almost like this song is like not what I want it to be I just feel like we're not there yet but I don't know, I just feel like because we've played it so much and because we've gotten so accustomed to each other, that song really came together by the time we played it on the EP in a way that was like completely different than what I intended it to be. So Sick. that's like my proudest. It's like my son. That song is like wild. <laughs> <laughs> well, they say kill your darling. So I'm glad you didn't take that <laughs> advice in the case of this child. Um <laughs> Beyond just kind of working on more songs and hopefully if you're able to safely practice like working on that, what does Breathe and Repeat have 
in the future? I know it's a bit early to be asking that, given that Cuts and Bruises has been out like a month. You can kind of rest <laughs> on your laurels, take a breath for a second. But yeah, what are you guys kind of envisioning going forward, irregardless of the world circumstances? Because obviously those will always come out of life, like come out of right field and knock you in the face. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> pending like just a perfect future, what are you guys hoping to do? What are you working on? Um, I don't know. Do I mean, anything? an album, I feel like it's the logical <laughs> guess. Yeah, we've got I guess some new album. songs we've been jamming, I guess. Yeah, right. yeah. I mean, we want to record an album for mm-hmm. sure at some point. That's something that I'm not looking at anytime this year. Like, I feel like the world, the world isn't ready for our music, but. <laughs> <laughs> Breathe and Repeat just, will release their debut album when Title Fight reunites. Right. The world isn't ready for another cis man to release an emo EP. It's just not. Um, no, but I... Uh, anyway, I I think we'll record an album next year. I want to give us time to like really progress. And I feel like the songs that we're working on now are a lot heavier. And I want to give us time Ooh. to lean into that and see where that goes. I I would l- really like to get back to playing shows, obviously, as much as everybody else would, but I'm, like, really obsessed with the idea of touring. That's been something that I've always wanted to do. I think the pandemic has, like, made me realize that if, if I, like, get a chance to do it, I will go around and play, like, six dive bars across the midwest and call that touring like just to just to say that i did it like even if it's like the worst thing even if i have sleeping to in your car my, yeah right even if i have to borrow my dad's car or my my parents car to do it like it's like i if i get the chance to and things you know if it becomes safe to do so like i will do it so that's the current goal mm-hmm. for me for the near future but yeah, I don't know. We also just all really like playing music together, I think. We just, mm-hmm. it's like most of our main personalities, I feel like, are tied yeah. up in the fact that we're musicians. So it, it'll never yeah. stop, regardless of what happens. Can't stop, won't stop. Yeah. <laughs> um, that wraps up pretty much the serious portion of the interview, though I don't think it was very serious, which I enjoyed. <laughs> um, but I love asking bands to just kind of share the love with their homies, with their friends that are in bands or even just music that they're just really digging. But what recent local releases have you been really enjoying that have just been on rotation? And they could be like, you could be shouting out some Wisconsin bands, some other like non twin cities bands. Cause Lord knows there's a lot of twin cities bands. <laughs> um, but like, yeah, just like who, who have you been vibing to lately? And, What's up with that? <laughs> Relax. Who wants to go first? Why don't you? Because you were listening to it in the car okay. earlier. <laughs> I've been listening to the new Smoter All Stars record that just came out today. Oh. Um, it's a new hardcore duo from the Twin Cities. And you said Motor All Stars? It's like the best. Gross, gross Motor All Stars. Okay. I saw them at one of the last shows I played it was their first and only show and it's like some of the best hardcore music to my ears because i'm like really particular about hardcore music that i actually like if it, if there's like one aspect that's not absolutely perfect to my ears or like not perfect but like pleasant to me i will just like not listen to it like you can have the best hardcore band on the planet and if i don't like the guitar tone i'll be like <laughs> No, nope, they're overrated. <laughs> <laughs> right. So that record is like 13 minutes long. And it's it like is exactly 13 minutes long. I I asked yeah. you to repeat the name so I could save it on Spotify. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. It's it's freaking awesome. And that yeah, I don't know. There's too many bands to shout out. I don't like to get all caught up in that because it's like. <laughs> I'll just go with, I'll just yeah. pick one, be classy, you know, just leave yeah. it. At every, that. every single band in the scene listens to this and right. if, they'll know that you're not shouting them out and they will kill you. I, I think that's <laughs> the, the likely outcome here. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just, I'll just pull out who follows us on Twitter and only shout out the people that follow me back. That, that, that could, they should have prepared for this moment. <laughs> that should be just a whole new segment. Like, 
What about you? Um, uh, we listened to the band In Lou recently, and yep. I really liked them. The Edible EP really stood out to me. It was super good. Yeah. They're tight, also, yeah. women doing hardcore. Yeah. That's so awesome. So yeah. Yeah. No, they're 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 rad. Um, yeah. If you haven't checked out, I think Hate Mail is their previous album. That's also super sick. I'm, I'm guessing yes. you have. <laughs> yeah. Uh, for me, I guess lately I've been listening to a lot of Pierre and Casual. Those yeah. are like the two main local bands I've really been listening to lately. But I think I really liked Bugsy's EP that they released last year. Um, yeah. yeah. That, that was my album of the year, so I agree. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good one. Yeah. Um, cool. So, um, Breathe and Repeat's debut EP, Cuts and Bruises, is available on Bandcamp, all streaming platforms. You can find him on, Is he, I'm guessing you're just social media, it's just at Breathe and Repeat, or is it like Breathe and Repeat official? Yeah, I don't know. Just, just like, you can look up breathe and, repeat, breathe and Repeat, and, and you'll find it. It's if not like if you like our music that much that you want to follow us, you'll you'll figure it out. <laughs> it's an act of desperation, and yeah. it'll it'll end no end up somehow, no matter what. But um, yeah, check them out. The EP is really, really something exciting. Um, looking forward to what. Stay, yeah, everyone, just stay tuned for what Breathe and Repeat has coming out next. Thanks so much for chatting tonight. It was it's a good time. Um, yeah. Have a great rest of your night. Best wishes going forward. And maybe, hopefully, one day, we'll, if hell doesn't freeze over, we'll chat about your album. <laughs> See you Thanks later. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. The Ear Coffee Podcast is a companion to the blog of the same name. If you like this episode, please leave us a rate and review so we can stand out among the other music podcasts. You can follow us at Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, at Ear Coffee. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time. <laughs>